0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The
1: horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here, joining me, Mister Zach Boyd from the No Horsing Around Colts Podcast. Zach, how you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great, Cody.
2: Uh, been a big week in, in the news cycle for Indianapolis Colts. Never a dull moment, right? So
1: I'm just excited to talk about some ball. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right when you say there's never a dull moment. It seems like if there's not one thing, it's another thing. It's always never fails, man. It never fails. So. But, yeah, man, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the most intriguing Colts for us. Um, initially, I was going to have five guys. but As we got talking, I think there's a couple other guys. So we'll probably do yeah, probably six, seven, eight guys around that range. We'll sure. do some guys that are, you know, it's it, and, and to, to make a, you know, for people who are wondering, well, what qualifies for intriguing? It could be guys who are maybe new additions, whether that be free agency or, you know, a guy that was just drafted Or it could be some guys who maybe we think are going to take the next step, you know, with this Indianapolis team. Maybe they've been on the team for a year or two, but we feel like they're going to improve and maybe they're getting a different role. So there's all different ways that you can define the word intriguing. But those are some of the qualifications for us. And I think the way we're going to do it, Zach, we'll start on the offense. We'll move through the defense for some of the guys that we have. We got to start with the most obvious one. The guy the Colts acquired in a trade earlier this offseason. Quarterback Carson Wentz.
2: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, he's this whole season rides on Carson Wentz. I mean, there's just no the sky's the limit. I mean, he rocks this boat, you know, especially um, if he can really take it, that, that 2017, even that 2019 form back. I mean, I think that when I think of Carson Wentz, he has all of these tools to be an elite quarterback. He just has to string it together and he has to be healthy. I mean, I think that's the biggest concern for me as a Colts fan. Can he just be on the field? You know, I think I think I'm 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 less concerned with his talent, his ability to run this Frank Reich offense. I'm more concerned I just need to see him play a full season and we have a great offensive line. He has a great opportunity to be protected. I just hope like heck he's smart with the football. I think he can be an elite quarterback, Cody. I feel like no no doubt he can be a, inside the top 10 in the NFL with his legs, his arms, and just the way that he plays football in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think out of any guy on this list, he's the one you just don't know. I think he's the most unknown right now in terms of, like, a guy who's your entrenched starter, right? You're just like Carson Wentz has been so all over the place in his career trajectory so far, like, I mean, 2017 was looking like maybe he's going to take over the league. He was having an MVP-like year. And then this last year, he gets benched for a second-round pick. So, like, it's just kind of been everywhere. So, if we're kind of inferring what we've seen and based off of the team around it, he mentioned the offensive line, the running backs that will help him as well, as some other wide receivers and some other weapons that we'll talk about a few of those guys here in a minute. I mean, I think it all does point towards Carson Wentz having a good year. But right now, we just don't know, man. We just have no idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, to piggyback off of that, I was thinking while you were talking, I guess the narrative would be who is Carson Wentz, right? Like like who exactly is Carson Wentz? Like is Carson Wentz, you know, 2017 or is he last year? You know, was last year just a misnomer? Was that just a bad season, just chalk it up to, you know – circumstances I don't think he got along very well with the head coach at the end I think he kind of had a little bit of a resentment for bringing in hurts there at the end you know and, and and having a guy in the second round um, to challenge him for his position but to be fair to Philadelphia they had to do that because of his injury history you know I think that was a, that was a fair move and I still think all in all I have very, very high hopes for Carson Wentz, honestly. I think he has the right attitude. I love the fact in the offseason that on his own, he brought all of these guys out here, you know, in multiple droves to throw with him in the offseason. That's a pure sign of leadership to me. Like that's what you want. Like we grew up Cody Wright. We love Peyton Manning. The one thing that he always did before the games, that route tree with Marvin and Reggie, you know, that great chemistry. But that chemistry, you know, translates to game day. And I think that's the biggest thing for him. Um, If he can be healthy, I think Colt's top five, six football team in the NFL, if he stays healthy and and his mind is where it needs to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. And you talked about some of those guys that he brought along with him. We'll talk about a few of those guys here. A few of of those guys being rookies, a few of those guys not. Um, We'll start with the guy who's probably the veteran, if you can use that word. He's only been in the league for a year, but – But Michael Pittman is certainly an interesting one. I guess you could probably throw Paris Campbell in here as well because both these guys have – I mean, they're oozing talent. Like, both these guys are right on the cusp. I think a lot of people, including us, feel like are right on the cusp of breaking out.
2: Yeah, just to talk about Michael Pittman Jr., he's the guy that you feel like, A, you know he has the NFL pedigree, B I feel like you know there's so many players Cody that talk about wanting to be great but they don't do the things that that make them great I don't feel that with Michael Pittman Jr I think that when he gets on you know the field and when he's practicing he's going through his routine I think he truly does prepare like a true NFL number 1 wide receiver I think that means a lot to him I mean I think he really wants to be special in this league and I think he can I think the only thing in the back of my mind what takes him from a number 2 to a number 1 You know, I look back in the preseason, that slant that Ellinger threw to him on the goal line. You know, he could have caught that football. Some of those footballs are going to be, you know, the difference between him being a very, very special wide receiver or him just being another guy, you know, just a really good, solid guy. Um, Reggie Wayne's my favorite Colt of all time, and I always say – he always caught the balls you weren't supposed to catch. You know, that's, that's what separated him from everybody else. Those famous one-handers are getting his feet down right by the sidelines. Um, but I absolutely think Michael Pittman Jr., a big deal, big season, especially with T.Y. out. I mean, he's number one whether he wants to be number one or not. It's his, it's his show.
1: Mm, it is. You're right. Yeah, he definitely has a great opportunity to be the number one. I mean, we talk all the time how Marvin taught Reggie, Reggie taught T.Y., and now hopefully T.Y. has been teaching Michael Pittman a thing or two. I mean, he looked pretty good, especially in that Buffalo game at the end of that year. But I think I'd also throw in Paris Campbell because he could be super special if he would stay healthy. But that's just been the issue he's played in. You know, he's he's missed more games than he's played in so far.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I don't think there's any bigger X factor on the Indianapolis Colts football team. You know, Paris Campbell has... He's the one guy on your football team that gives you something different from all the rest, right? He can really run down that field and challenge those defensive backs. He has a little bit of a physicality to him. I feel like when he's healthy, um, he doesn't get credit for being a physical wide receiver, but he's a pretty sturdy, strong. And he, the crazy thing for me, Cody, is the guy was never injured in college, right? Like, And, 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 and then now he gets in the NFL, and he's just had, I would say, bad luck. You know, I really do. I don't think he's an injury-riddled guy by nature. I just think it's been bad luck. But Paris Campbell, you know, if we look back at the end of the season and Paris Campbell has had a really, really good football season, I think you're also going to say the Colts had a really, really good football season.
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy can do just about everything for you. I mean, talk we always talk all the time about Naheem Hines being that gadget guy. I feel like Paris Campbell in some ways can be that as well. And you're right. I wanted to double back on that point. He's not a small guy. I mean, for as fast as he is and for the type of receiver we feel like he is, he shouldn't be that big. Paris Campbell is all of 6'1", 215, so he's got that really, honestly, rare combination of speed and size, which I think will really serve him well going down the stretch, and you're right. I mean, due to the injuries, people have kind of written Paris Campbell off, which I think is why, for me, he's so intriguing, because people could write him off and he could easily have a five, 600, maybe even plus that type of year. If he can stay healthy, if he doesn't have another freak thing happen, because I do agree. I, I think he physically is where he needs to be. I think that first year, maybe there was a little bit of body issue and Paris Campbell has said as much. He, he got into shape and, and let's be honest, nobody could have taken that hit. You know, 99% of receivers aren't getting up from that hit that Harrison Smith put on him. Right? Like, a helmet right to the knee, essentially. Like Nobody's getting up from that. So I don't fault Paris Campbell for that, but I am very intrigued for sure. Potentially, if he stays healthy and if he doesn't have another freak injury, I think he could really be, like you said, an X factor for this team. But let's continue here with the wide receivers. we got to talk about Mike Strawn. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be an intriguing list without Mike Strawn. This guy physically is everything you're looking for, I mean, and more. This guy is insane coming out of the Bahamas. D2 didn't even play last year and has come in and just lit it up in training camp in the preseason. I think, and especially now with the T Y Hilton injury, this guy could potentially see the field a lot earlier than anybody was expecting.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And Cody, I, feel, I laugh because it's, it's, every single offseason and every single training camp we always have this preseason player that we fall in love with right like it's just every single preseason there's always this guy oh my gosh oh my gosh and then he gets into the season and he just kind of just fizzles out I don't get the right. feel I don't get the sense with that with michael strong I think I think Michael strong's a real deal NFL high-level wide receiver, man. I mean, when you watch him run those routes, I mean, it's almost amazing to me being down there in training camp thinking this guy came from D2, hasn't played football for very long at all, and he's already so smooth in and out of his breaks. Um, I think he's a guy that wants to be so good, and I think it's just – it's a beautiful story. I mean, you know, he, I think he's the fourth player in the NFL history to come from the Bahamas. Um what, what's not to like? I mean, six five two thirty. 230, he can go up and grab it. I mean, he's a human highlight reel. He's the one guy I feel like, you know, every team needs like an eraser. Right. Like, like when you throw a bad ball, you still have that guy that can just rip the ball out of, of the DB's hands. And he's the one guy on our team. I feel like he is kind of an eraser. You know, he erases some mistakes. Maybe that ball wasn't placed perfect by Carson Wentz. But he still has that strength and that ability to kind of block him out and go up there and bring it down. And you're right with this injury. I think that accelerates his process. Um, I'll be very intrigued and I'll really be kind of charting it as the season goes along. What's that snap count look like for Michael Strong? I think in the beginning of the season, red, red zone, obvious, everybody knows that, but I think as the season goes on, I think he's going to see more and more snaps and they're going to kind of work him into this football team. And, and And I think he'll have a big role.
1: Yeah, I certainly hope so. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, when we got him, I mean, The Colts, I thought it was going to be a similar situation, honestly, to how the Colts handled Desmond Patman last year, where he was essentially just practice squad the entire year. But he has just blown away all expectations. I mean, I have not seen a player in the seventh round do that in a long, long time. I mean, there's obviously a long way to go for Mike Strawn. A lot of people are already saying crazy things like future Hall of Famer. I'm not there, but I am definitely excited to see what he's going to do in regular season action when it actually matters. So. Intrigued by him. Also another rookie on the offense. We've been talking a lot, about, a lot about some of these pass catchers, which I think is why you know the hype is so strong right now with this Colts offense because there's a lot of intriguing options. Another guy here, the Colts drafted this year, Mr. Kylan Granson himself, who it was an interesting preseason and, and stuff for Kylan Granson. Not the greatest for him. I thought he had a nice bounce back game in the Detroit game, but he's been kind of up and down so far, but I'm really intrigued, as I know you are as well, Zach, how the Colts are going to implement him this season and what his role is going to be.
2: Yeah, I'm very interested with him as well. We all know Frank Wright love, love, loves tight ends, right? Like he just loves utilizing that tight end position. Granson's one of those guys you feel like when he starts to, Cody, slow down, the game is going to get a little bit better for him. He plays so fast. I think sometimes he skips those small steps. He doesn't tuck the ball in. You know, even on those balls that he catches, he gets the ball poked out because he's just not going through all of those processes because he just wants to hurry up and make the play. I think when football slows down for Kylan, I think he'll start to really accelerate that. He's a mismatch nightmare. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's got such skill. He can do things that no other tight end on this football team can do. He can actually run routes as a tight end. He's not running just those simple curl routes or, you know, low crossers or just the stick routes. He can actually cut the ball up the field um, and beat teams for big gains. Um, I think he has a really, really high floor I think he I think he can be special, but I think he's going to be a little bit slower than some of the other ones that we've talked about because he's just going to have to work in those fundamentals. I'm, I'm intrigued, though. I'm very intrigued.
1: Yeah, and the good part is we think he'll be a part of the Colts offense for sure. I mean, he's definitely going to be, no question. But he also has two really good tight ends ahead of him that he can learn from. I mean, both these guys who are complete opposites of tight ends. I mean, Jack Doyle, more of that reliable type of guy. And Mo Alley Cox, more of that mismatch as well, you know, just more physically. I mean, he's six foot six, nearly 280 pounds. So, I mean, he's got a good, good, a couple of good teachers there at the tight end position. So, there's not like a huge need, say, like a Paris Campbell or a Pittman, for him to right away jump in and be a mega, mega big factor here in this Colts offense, which I think will be good, will be helpful for him in year number one. And hopefully, yeah, you, like you said the game slows down for him a little bit more and he just continues to, to learn the game and not try to do, not try to play hero ball essentially with whatever that looks like with the tight end position. Some of the stuff you mentioned, you know? So I'm intrigued by him though, just what his role here, here is in year number one. All right, let's switch over now to the defensive side. I'm just going to throw in a couple of these guys on this defensive end group. I mean, there's a lot of them that I'm really intrigued by, but I think the two that I'm really intrigued by are Quiddy pay and also, I gotta go. Actually, I'll throw in another guy as well because I almost—I was trying to debate between Ben Banigu and Kamoko Ture, but I'm intrigued by both of them because they both have been really, really good. And we already kind of know what Kamoko's ceiling is, but now that he's fully healthy, you know, I am super intrigued by that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. If if everything's works exactly the way that the Colts and Chris Ballard kind of planned it out. We should have a really formidable pass rush. You know, he's always mentioned he wants to have multiple, multiple guys that can come on the field. You know, as the game goes on, as you have injuries, he wants to have guys that just continuously come at the quarterback. I'm rooting so much for Kamoko Turi. You know, we, we all saw that brutal injury he had against Kansas City last play of the game. He certainly has the talent, um, there's no doubt about it. Ben Banagoo is a guy, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Um, I've said it on, on my podcast. I didn't think he was, he might not even make the team, you know what I mean? Because of the way he had been playing the way he had been practicing, but he has blown me away. He looked fantastic. Now he did have a couple mishaps in the preseason, you know, I had a sack that he had a guy completely wrapped up and let him go. The, the fact is he beat the guy. He was there. You know I mean? Those are things that you can clean up as it goes. So you're right, man. Ben Banagu, Komoko, and then Quiddy. For me, I would say, and I don't know how I'm interested to see how you feel about this, Cody. I think Quiddy's a little bit better right now than I thought he would be at, even as a rookie. Like he shocked me. I mean, he looks so polished. It's hard to gauge that against, you know, second and third string guys, but he – he can't control who's in front of him, but he's beating everybody. Whether it's a guy on our team, Sam Tavi or Will Holden, you know who obviously no longer play for our team. Um, he's beating everybody in front of him, and he just looks good. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. He just looks he looks like an NFL number one edge rusher. Um, I think we might have hit on him. I really do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I am too. I mean, obviously, and I said this earlier in another podcast that I recorded that'll probably come out before this. But I said, you know, like he had the benefit, kind of the benefit of the doubt a little bit. He, he kind of was, he was able to go get s- some tackles that weren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> so you do wonder, okay, how much is that of a factor? You know, how much more when he does play some really good tackles? How's he going to look? How's he going to respond? So I'm not ready to yet say I'm super surprised by him because you're right. I mean, you said it. He's going against guys that aren't necessarily starters. So I'll kind of hold off my judgment, although he did do it against the Vikings in week number two. So, I mean, maybe so. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged with where he's at. I'll say that. But I definitely want to see him play against some of the better tackles kind of before I make that judgment call. But I'm certainly encouraged with where all three of these guys are. I mean, on that same play in the Lions game, Kamoko Turi just blew up Pene Sewell. I mean, he just destroyed him. And Pene Sewell was regarded as the best tackle in this class by far. So if that tells you anything of how good uh, Kamoko Turi is looking as well, that should indicate, man, these pass rushers, if they can stay healthy, if they can be consistent, I mean, this defense could go from just being pretty good last year to actually being in the conversation for the elite defense, maybe even the top defense. I mean, depending how these guys go, I mean, legitimately I think they can because everywhere else except maybe corner, maybe that number two corner, everywhere else you're like, we are set. We are stacked. But pass rush was the issue last year, especially in that Buffalo game. I mean, that was the main issue why we didn't win that game on the defensive side. We couldn't get to Josh Allen. And what happens now if some of these guys start to actually show up and start to be consistent, I mean, it could completely flip the script on your defense.
2: Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. And I think the one thing that that Chris Ballard's done such an amazing job of doing is he's built this defense almost inside out. So, you know, meaning he built – he got Buckner and Stewart set up first, and then he went out and got his pass rushers. So you really – you know, you got to pick and choose what you want to do. You know, if you want to double-team DeForest Buckner every single time, that's fine – somebody's going to get a one-on-one matchup. And, I mean, across the board, we have elite, uh, I, I would say borderline elite edge rushers. You know, this relentless pass rush. Even our guys, you know, who are backups, Taekwon Lewis, you know, Al-Kadim Muhammad, uh, those are serviceable, good football players as well. Uh, but if Kamoko Turi and, and Quiddy are firing on all cylinders, in my opinion, we're going to have a very, very good – I would think that would that would translate into a top five defense in the NFL this
1: year. Here's the hope it man. I mean, I'm not quite gonna go there yet and say we have some of the better defensive ends. I mean I certainly think it's trajecting there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like looking good uh, from what we've seen. But I need to see them in full action yep. before I make that you know statement. But I'm certainly encouraged with where they're at. All right let's move on to the last person here that we'll talk about in this episode. Saying with the defense here, linebacker Bobby Okariki. Now Okariki Got a lot more action last year at Mike Linebacker, but Anthony Walker was still around, so he got some of the snaps. Now it is firmly Okariki's job. And I don't know how you felt about Okariki last year, Zach. I always felt like he was good, he was solid, but I always felt like I wanted something else from him. And I didn't quite know what it was. I kind of like after thinking about it for a while, I just kind of expected him to be around the ball a little bit more and create some more turnovers than, than he did last year. But now here, you're number three, I think he has a great chance here to maybe be a very talented linebacker, maybe, you know, catapult himself into the conversation for one of the top linebackers in the league. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's one of my favorite. I think he was another – I mean, if we would have talked, to, you know, to a lot of people in Colts Media, Bob Bobby Okariki was a name that was mentioned almost every day or every other day. Mm-hmm. Um It's going to be interesting now that he has this full-time role. You know, It's going to be very interesting. But I think he's a competitive guy. I really do, Cody. I think that he's taking on um, this role of, hey, he wants to prove his greatness, put his stamp on the league, and he got bigger in the offseason. I mean, I saw him personally. Um, He just got bigger. I mean, he got bigger, and he might have even got faster, but he's just a freak. I mean, he's one of those guys – that can really, really cause havoc in this past happy NFL. I mean, that's what we're in. We're in this league with Patrick Mahomes and all of these guys that just throw the ball around, and you want to have not just one, but you want to have two guys capable of doing that and covering these Travis Kelsey-type you know, tight ends. And I personally think he's going to be a borderline Pro Bowl player. I'm not ready to say, hey, Pro Bowl for sure, but I think – he's fringe and he's in that conversation and if at the end of the season we say Bobby Okereke is in that conversation then Bobby Okereke had a good football season you know I mean I think that he can be pretty special I mean he has talent I think he's a little bit more willing of a tackler too than Darius Leonard sometimes too so that really really intrigues me as well because one of those two guys when they play that you know, two linebackers set. One of those two guys are going to have to get their nose up in there in the line, and he seems to be taking it personal. You know, I, I always thought it was kind of banter in the offseason, him and Darius talking about he was faster than Darius. I love that competition. I love that healthy competition between those two. Um, and I know it's joking, but it's serious too. Like, he he wants to make his name in the NFL. He wants to be noticed.
1: So, absolutely, man. What do you think about Bobby Okereke? I love it, man. I think a lot of people seem to forget – His rookie season, I think he was PFF's best rated rookie defender. Yeah. I think he really was. He was that good. So, yeah, I I think he definitely, all signs are pointing to him having a breakout year. I think, I don't think Pro Bowl really is that far off. I think maybe he could be right in there in contention for a Pro Bowl nod. I really think he's that talented of a player. And the Colts love it, man. They love what Bobby Okariki does for their defense. This guy was tearing it up in training camp, especially early. I mean, he was, he picked off. Uh, Jacob Eason multiple times during yeah. the first couple of days of practice. So that's what I like to see. If he can get around the ball a little bit more, you know, create some more turnovers, I think that's kind of the next step in his development. If he can do that this year, I definitely think Pro Bowl conversation, he's right in the mix for that, for sure.
2: 100%. I'm, I'm 100% on board. I think that – and I think he will. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys – that you you think oh man they had a great training camp and then they get in the season they kind of fizzle out but i don't think that's gonna happen with bobby i think i think bobby's going that way you know i think he's going up um that's future hall of famer bobby okariki if you're <laughs> talking about fat McAfee but yeah he's a he's an amazing athlete so long I think he even has longer arms than Darius Leonard which is almost incredible for me to even fathom that you could be that freakish of an athlete but he is he is very intriguing. And if he has a great season, I would say it'd probably be fair to say that the Colts once again will probably have a great defensive season as well. Yeah.
1: For sure, hopefully he doesn't break his hand or whatever he did last yeah. year. Was it some, something like that where he had to be that had that giant cast on his arm? Yeah. That was fun, I'm sure for him, but all right guys, well that'll do it for our look at some of the most intriguing players on this Indianapolis Colts team. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Is there a player that maybe we didn't talk about? that you think, oh, I wish you guys would have talked about him that you want to bring up, or maybe you want to add on to a point that we had, or maybe you disagree on one of these players, and you're like, eh, I don't really know if I like him as much as maybe Zach or Cody did. Let us know in the comments below. Zach, thank you for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure having you mm-hmm. on. And thank you guys for tuning in. As always, guys, go Colts. This is the
2: story of the one.